Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. Again, you are stuck with Jason, but we are going to do our best because we are super excited to have Casey Denman on the show. Casey, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Jason. Thanks for having me. So Casey is going to talk about a topic that we haven't focused on today, and that's why I'm super excited about this podcast. And Casey is an expert when it comes to investing in tax-defaulted real estate. And you may or may not know, but this is real estate where the property taxes haven't been paid, then liens or the property and or the property is eventually sold by the county to recoup these delinquent taxes. And here's just a quick rundown of some of the things that Casey's done over his 16 years of tax sale investing experience. He's held an interest in more than a thousand properties throughout close to a dozen states, purchased a property for a penny, purchased 20 properties in one day for $980, including 14 at $20 each, flipped everything, including a two foot by two foot lot to entire subdivisions, and is also a licensed real estate broker in the state of uh, Florida, and is currently operating the Tax Sale Academy to teach beginners, the principles, and strategies. Wow. So, Casey, we have a lot of directions to go here, but how did you get started in this? Well, it's kind of funny. I actually started, um, I started working for a real estate broker when I was going to a community college. Uh, I became more interested in real estate than college, fell out of college, went real estate full-time at 18. Um, so I started to took the path of like a real estate agent, got my broker's license, all that good stuff, realized that I actually hated being a realtor and brokering properties for other people, um, you know, and not to knock realtors because there's a lot of people that love it. It just wasn't for me, right? But what would happen is I was, I was seeing a lot of investors I was working with and I started doing a lot of research and realized that there's a lot of people investing in tax defaulted real estate. And that's kind of where, that's kind of what put me on the path to be an investor because I started investing here and there in tax defaulted real estate. I was like, wow, I like, you know, I, I just love this and I don't really like being a realtor. I'm, you know, I'm still an agent. I still, you know, I work for very close friends and that kind of stuff. They wanted my advice, but I've been full-time in the tax sale business for 16 years now. Absolutely love it. Um, I started training people five or six years ago, kind of at the suggestion of a friend. So that's kind of where I am today. So if you see someone in the grocery store, maybe you haven't seen them in years and they say, Hey Casey, what do you do? What do you tell them? I, I, it depends. If I want to have a long conversation with them, I tell them I'm a tax sale investor. If I want to have a short conversation, I say I'm in real estate. But um, as far as a tax sale investor, if they probe that kind of stuff, I basically explain to them, and I'll kind of give you, a, kind of explain the, the tax defaulted real estate uh, avenue real quick for you. This is what I would do to them. I would say, I invest in tax defaulted real estate. That's real estate where people don't pay their taxes, they're delinquent taxes. And what happens is, the county relies on that tax revenue. They rely on that tax base, you know, to pay for very important stuff, to meet their budgets, schools, roads, libraries, park, police, all that good stuff, right? And when those taxes aren't paid, the county, you know, they're forced to either do something with the property or cut those services and that kind of stuff. Obviously, they don't want to cut the services because everybody needs those services. So what they do is they either sell a lien against the property or they sell a deed against the property. Liens is where, you, is where you're going to earn interest on your investment. You're essentially paying the taxes. This is kind of a, a brief overview, but you're paying the taxes for that owner. In exchange for paying the taxes, you earn interest. And in other states, kind of depends on the state here, other states are tax deed states where that lien is essentially held in-house by the county. The county will earn interest on it. And if you don't pay the county back, if you're the delinquent owner, after two or three years, they'll actually sell your properties. 
So that's kind of the, the short, that's kind of the, what I would, what I would say in the, uh, the grocery store for somebody. So. So over 16 years, when you, when you first started out, I mean, with, yeah, yeah. Flipping, buying whole, you know, apartment buildings, uh, wholesaling, every, everything you can go. Did you start with other forms of real estate and then decide this was the route that you were going to stick with or, or how did you first find the mentorship or, or the, the direction you wanted to go with this? Um, well, I, the truth was I don't ha- didn't have any mentorship. It was all, uh, you know, learning by fire by baptism, I guess you could say, right? Sure. I made a lot of mistakes. I screwed up a lot early in my career. But what happened was that, you know, I bought uh, Mina Partner very early. I was 18, actually. We bought uh, my first investment property. It's a single wide mobile home. Did very well on it. Um, you know, and then I started realizing this tax sale thing. This is kind of cool. Um, you know, I had a, a few dollars saved up. I actually borrowed some money against credit cards and I got into, you know, I went to my first tax auction, bought some properties and I started flipping them. Um, and I did very, very well. What happened though, is I, I, the timing was just, you know, at the time I thought I was an absolute genius. Looking back, the timing was insane because it was 2004, 2005, 2006 when I really started ramping my business up and I was making a lot of money. I was just like this 21 year old kid could do no wrong. Right. Then the market crashed and then boom. So at that point I was like 21, 22, whatever. And the only way I'd ever made money was flipping real estate. But the way I was doing it wasn't working, but that's the only thing that I knew. I, you know, I dropped out or fell out of college and, you know, I hadn't brokered properties for anybody. Like, so I'm like, wow, what do I do? So I started traveling from state to state and I would buy properties, you know, buy cheap properties, sell them to investors that were buying properties because they were so cheap. And basically it was just a way for me to continue to pay the bills. And I realized, Hey, if I can do it in one state, let me do it another and another and another. So I kept going more and more states, got, you know, little bigger properties, better properties and, you know, it's kind of been doing it ever since. Sure. And so I can, I can understand that probably state to state's a different process. County to county is a different process, maybe even town to town. But walk us through, a, I don't know if there's a typical transaction, but walk us through maybe how a transaction would happen or occur. Yeah, absolutely. So in a tax, we'll do, we'll do kind of both uh, avenues. In a tax lien state, what would happen? So for example, the state of Florida, where we actually do, this is a hybrid state, we do tax liens and tax deeds, both. So I'll give you, it's a great, great example for you. So what happens is April, your taxes are due after that, they're, they're late. Come June, what they will do is they will auction off a lien against that property. And this is how they do it in all tax lien states. They'll auction off a lien against that property. So I'll go in, I'll buy that lien. And different states do it a little bit differently. In Florida, the maximum interest rate is 18%. They use a, what's called a bid down method. And basically the investor willing to accept the lowest return on their investment will win that lien. So it'll start at 18%, somebody will bid 17, 16, 15, go all the way down until somebody says, you know, I'll, bid, I'll buy that lien for three or 4%, right? So they'll hold that lien for up to two years. Now, again, uh, Florida's a little different because it's a hybrid state, they use both systems. After two years, then that property goes to a tax deed sale and they sell the deed on that property. Um, and then you, in that type of situation, I'll go into the auction. I'll buy that property at the tax deed sale. I'll walk away as the owner of that property. The defaulting owner, the former owner has no claim to it whatsoever in the future. Um, so that's, so Florida kind of combines both. Now there's some States where it's strictly tax liens. All they'll do is sell you a tax lien. After two years, the tax lien holder forecloses, gets that property if the taxes are not paid off in the meantime. And then there's tax deed states, strictly tax deed states, where again, the, the county will hold the lien and uh, after two or three years, they foreclose on it and then the county actually owns the property and they sell the property to you. 
Got it. And so you have a tax lien. And uh, if the homeowner comes back and says, I want to pay my taxes, they have to, of course, pay their taxes plus the, the interest rate, whatever's accrued for so many months over those two years. Yep. You got it. Exactly. Absolutely interesting. And so do you remember what your first deal looked like? Yeah, my first deal, um, well, it was kind of during, like I said, it's kind of during the, the boom, 2003, 4, 5, that area. Um, so what was happening is there's a lot of builders building spec homes in subdivisions that had, you know, set stagnant for like 20, 30 years. So I realized that there were people you know, building homes here. I bought a lot out there. It was on a dirt road lot. I think, I don't remember the exact numbers because it was so long ago, but I think I paid like 13, 1400 bucks for it ended up selling it for like nine or $10,000. And I'm like, wow, I like this business, right? I mean, at the time too, I, you know, I was very young. I was like 18, 19 um, when I first started and like, you know, 1300 bucks, that was a lot of money to, to anybody back then, right? Or, or anybody that age. So I'm like, wow, I love this business. It's just insane. And then of course, over the years it progressed to, you know, bigger and better stuff. And I still, I still do a lot of lots and that kind of stuff. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's not money where you're going to take 500,000 and turn it into a million. It's not insane results, but you know, it's a great way for somebody to get into real estate, especially if you don't have a whole lot of money to invest or you're looking uh, just to make a few bucks to, to kind of work your way up. It's a great way to catapult your real estate career. Gotcha. And so someone owes $8,000 in back taxes. It would just be apparent that, you know, if you were to go in there, you're going to bid against other investors who are in there and say you win at 10%, you have to put down that full $8,000 for the whatever time frame it is up to two years unless they pay it back. Mm -hmm. And then after that two years, you'll get your interest back plus of course your, your original payment as well. Yeah, absolutely. In a tax lien state, if they pay, if they don't pay, that's when you take over the property. That's when you take over the property. Yeah. That's great. And what is a typical in say in Florida? What, all right, so Florida has both. It goes to a deed after, but in tax lien states, it comes down to whatever the foreclosure process with is in within that state. How many times or what's the percentage that, of you actually taking back the house and do you in your business model do you actually even want to take back the house um so when you invest in tax liens they say that 95 percent of the time those liens are redeemed which means the former owner comes back and pays you back so typically when you invest in tax liens your expectation is to get your capital back plus that interest so you're investing during the interest off your money and you're going to typically you know of course, it depends on the specific situation, but you're going to beat the market. You're going to beat all CDs and that kind of stuff. And that's backed by real estate. So worst case scenario, you own that real estate. Now that can also be bad if you didn't do proper due diligence. You know, if the house is burned down, um, you know, also there's all sorts of, you know, other issues and there's all sorts of diligence that you have to do. Um, so yeah, so, you know, in a, in a situation like that, um, you know, you own that 5% of the time you end up owning the property, 95% of the time you'll get your investment back plus your interest, which is what most tax lien investors will aim for. Tax yes. deed investors, of course, will aim to buy that property. Do you have a story where you've actually had to take over the property that uh, it was something of a win or, or something of a learning lesson? Oh man, I've got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> so 2000, uh, when the market collapsed, I started, and it was, I was still kind of, uh, still fairly green in the industry. I was only in it five or six years, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was very green investing out of state. Didn't realize different cities had different laws. Didn't realize different states had different laws, that kind of stuff. So I started buying some stuff in a, uh, a city in a northern state. And it, it wasn't, at the time I didn't realize it, but they had all sorts of city ordinances. You had to mow the grass, you had to uh, shovel the snow off the sidewalk, that kind of stuff. So I bought a few lots inside of, inside of a city in like October, so October, November. Held them for six or seven months just because it was kind of, they were kind of on my list to sell, but I hadn't marked them, that kind of stuff. 
Then I started getting tickets from them. I'll actually save the tickets. I've got like a dozen of them. Started getting citation after citation after citation from the county code enforcement officer. So what he would do is every single day, he would drive by and he would write a ticket to me. He'd drop it in the mail. And it got to the point where I was actually scared to get these tickets. I was scared to check my mail because I knew how many tickets I would get. And they're all like 150 bucks a piece. Wow. So by the time I got them, I had like $15,000 in fines. Eventually I called them and like negotiated and we were able to settle and all that good stuff. But I'm like, wow, like Casey, okay, so you need to realize like when you invest in other areas, you've got to do a little more research than it's not just buying property at one price and selling at another price. Like you actually have to know the laws and that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that was a great, great learning lesson for me. Um, and it's something that I teach others off of like, you know, it's, it's not just buying and selling. If you have to know what you're doing. Sure. And so say if I was in New Jersey, would it be as simple as New Jersey tax liens and, and laws, or is that what I would go in and start my due diligence process? Or what do you typically do you start calling the counties? Yeah, absolutely. Most of the information nowadays is available online, except for very rural counties. But I always suggest, you know, go and go to your tax collector's website or whoever handles the sales in your specific state. Read their, you know, their, their frequent last questions page, read their information. Um, I really suggest like, I'm a huge believer in like practicing before you actually start. Um, and whether that's, you know, going to auctions and like just sitting there and watching the interaction and watching what happens. Um, you can learn so much just by listening to what other investors are asking, what the auctioneer says. You can learn so much just by being there. Um, you can also learn by, you know, even if it's like an online auction, just watch what's going on, the different interaction, what people are bidding on, what they aren't bidding on. Look at the results. You can research the result. You know, research the properties after the results. Say, hey, why did that property sell for so much and this one sold for so little? That kind of stuff. So just be involved is really the biggest um, thing that I can suggest to people if they want to learn about it. Um, do everything you can to, to be involved before you actually throw your money at it. You know, you just you don't want to throw money into the wall and hope it sticks. Like, you know, it's a process. There's a, definitely a lot to learn. It's a very simple business, but there's a lot, a lot, of, del a lot of intricacies in the business. So just kind of be involved and uh, take the time to read different counties' websites. Um, browse the forums. There's a lot, of, a lot of great information everywhere. Listen to podcasts. I've got lots of information, you know, through my different channels, that kind of stuff. Just be involved before you go out and throw money and hope it sticks. Sure. And so a metric that you track, what is something, are, are you focused on transaction volume per year, you know, return on, on your equity? What, what, what is it, or, uh, or your investment? What, what is it that you focus on in this particular niche? Um, it's, it's, so when it comes to liens and that kind of stuff, I, I try to get, you know, five to 8% year over year on the money. That's kind of money that you invest when it comes to the deeds, that kind of stuff. I want to do safe investments. You know, I learned my lesson from getting all those tickets in the mail years ago. So I want to do the safe stuff. Um, I typically do the safe, easy stuff. I'll do vacant lots all day long. Uh, people kind of frown at it. They kind of, you know, look down upon it, that kind of stuff. But if you can get a vacant lot and then, you know, double your money, like that's not so bad, right? Um, you know, a lot of people want single family homes and stuff, but if, especially if you're not local, a single family home can be a nightmare if you've got to remodel it and you're trying to flip it and stuff, if you don't know what you're doing. So, um, when it comes to, when it comes to like buying properties, I try to do the very simple stuff, unless it's local to me, I'll do a little more complex. I do the very simple stuff. I buy lots, homes that are in good condition, that kind of stuff. So, um, I try to keep it simple. It's a, it's a very, um, it's a business that can, be done very, very easily as long as you don't bite off more than you can chew. Like I said, I've been doing it for 16 years and I still see stuff like, wow, that is something I would never touch. Um, but people do and you know, they get themselves in bad situations if they don't know what they're doing. So just keep it simple is what it comes down to. Amazing. And what is something you're working on in your business currently to improve? 
Um, currently my business, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to continue to keep it simple, I guess, is, is the, the deal, you know, trying to figure out what's the most efficient ways that I can invest and get the best return. Um, I've, I've dabbled, I've done everything, you know, I've a two foot by two foot lot to entire suburbs. I've, I've literally done everything uh, throughout the spectrum. Now I'm trying to figure out what can I do with the, as bad as it sounds, the least amount of effort for the highest return, right? I mean, I don't mind working hard, but at the same time, I want my time to go as far as possible. Um, can, you know, should I stick to one state? Should I stick to two states, 10 states? How can I make it as efficient as possible to make the most amount of money? That's really what I'm kind of focusing on. Um, that's really what I've focused on the past four or five years as I've figured out the different areas that I do invest in and what works well. I'm always trying to fine tune that. You're looking over some 12 states and with so much land, so, well, so much opportunities to survey, do you have a team or how, what, what is your foray into looking at all these opportunities? I, I can imagine there's, it, it just could go for days, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, I, do a lot, I do 95% of it myself. Um, and the truth is, I mean, there's, depending on the, who you ask, they said there's $15 billion worth of tax defaulted real estate every year between liens and deeds and that kind of stuff. So there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of properties, actually probably millions that are, that are sold every single year. Um, and the deal is I can, I'm very, very efficient in the way I research properties. I can, I can skim a list and cut it down in half just by looking at the legal descriptions and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I'm very efficient in the way I do it. Um, you know, I have had help in the past, help me research stuff, help to organize stuff on spreadsheets, that kind of stuff. More the organizations, organizational stuff is really where I want help at. Um, but as far as researching the properties, I try to do everything myself because, you know, I'm the one investing. It's my money I'm investing. And I want to make sure everything's done properly. Um, you know, if somebody makes a mistake, it comes back on me. You know, if somebody makes a mistake and it, it could not only financially, but it could put you into a situation where you do get those tickets or you buy a contaminated property and you got the EPA knock on your door, stuff like that. So I want to do everything I can myself um, just to, you know, obviously you're, you're always going to be capped, but there's so many properties. And if you learn how to do it efficiently, you can get through so many of the properties and you know, you can, uh, you can do quite well. So what is, do you have a, in your sites, a five year plan of what you're trying to do with your business? Yeah, really trying to continue to grow it. Um, maybe bring somebody else on to help me a little bit as far as, um, you know, I guess the best way is to kind of grow your team as far as organization and maybe train somebody to help me research stuff and then watch over them. Um, I'm also, you know, I've got the tax academy where I do teach new people, uh, new investors, how to invest the principles, the, you know, the strategies behind investing. Um, and somebody actually talked me into, a friend of mine talked me into that five or six years ago. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to be like one of those guru guys, right? Like I don't want to do that. But you know, the more I do it and the more emails I get, like, hey, you know, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? It's very fulfilling for me. So kind of grow both sides of the investment side and the educational side. It's very fulfilling for me to get those emails, you know, I, I, I made this amount of money or I bought my first property. That it's it's so real how how fulfilling it can be uh, to teach people. You know, I've got crazy amounts of content out there just hoping somebody picks something that helps them out, you know? Oh, it's incredible. So a few more questions and we very much appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. What is your big why for doing all this? Um, a big why, that's a great question. Um, as far as the educational side, it, it is absolutely fulfillment. Um, you know, the investment side takes care of all my expenses, everything that I could ever want. The, the educational side is 100% fulfillment. You know, there's, there's nothing like helping somebody else. Somebody saying I made X, and it's not like huge numbers or anything, but somebody says I made, you know, a thousand bucks, 500 bucks, 5,000, whatever it is. It is so fulfilling to get that email. It like just puts a smile on my face. Like, you know, if I put 
you know, I've got like 400 videos on YouTube, right? If they catch one video and it helps them out and they say it helps me out, it's so fulfilling for, for me to receive that. And it might sound corny to people that aren't in the educational space, but it's just so, so fulfilling for somebody to, to help me. And then as far as the investment side goes, you know, it, at first it was, uh, you know, to make money, obviously not. Obviously that's obvious, it's still a goal, but it really turned into fun. Like, it, you know, I, I really, really enjoy what I do. Like I wake up every single day and I just enjoy buying and selling tax faulted real estate. I mean, I'm at a point in my life where I, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm at a point where I can merge off this and go do all sorts of other parts of real estate, but I love tax sale investing. And it's just fun to wake up every day and um, get to get to do what you love. So if there's a new investor who's just looking to get started, is there an actionable step that you can recommend them taking today to get going? Yeah, absolutely. Go back and it goes back to go to your county's website, um, look through their frequent ask questions, and then from there, fill in the gaps with the other information available. You're going to, you're probably going to read some stuff, maybe go to two, three different websites, county websites, read their information. Some are, are very comprehensive on what the information they'll provide. Some are very basic. And then from there, you're going to have some questions. You can kind of fill in the gaps um, using Google. Make sure you get information from a trusted source. There's a, a lot of bad information out there, but make sure you get information from a trusted source, maybe other investors, um, and then kind of fill in the gaps from there. And then again, get involved, go to an auction, uh, research properties just to see what's available out there. Because the county's going to say, here's the parcel number, here's the legal, everything else is up to you. So research properties just to see like what's out there. Maybe tax investing isn't even for you. Um, you know, if you want to get into the multifamily space, tax investing is probably not the avenue to take, right? Um, so, you know, make sure it's even for you. Like it's not for everybody, but it's a, a niche of real estate that, you know, you can do quite well at um, if you go all in. That's another thing is, is kind of go all in when you do it. Don't just kind of um, dabble and say, oh, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm going to try to make it work because um, that's where people make mistakes. But go all in, learn everything you can about it before you actually invest a dime. I and mean, that might, you know, for different people, that's going to take different time. It might take a year, it might take five years, it might take a week, I don't know. But learn everything you can before you actually start investing. Otherwise, you're going to make a mistake. Wow. Well, Casey, this has been very interesting, very enlightening. Thank you so much for sharing all this content for us. And if for people that want to reach out, um, hear more about you, uh, hear more about your program, uh, your YouTube channel, where can they find you? Definitely. So if you go on YouTube and you just search Taxel Academy, I've got, I think right now, like 420 videos somewhere around there on all sorts of different topics. Um, look through those videos, see if you like the way I teach, like my style, that kind of stuff. If you do, you can go to taxcellacademy.com. I've got a book called Taxel Playbook. Um, I'll actually ship you the book for free if they cover the shipping charge, which is $4.97. And that's a great way to kind of get the basics, kind of learn not only the way I teach, but what's a tax lien, what's a tax deed, what's all the, you know, everything that's involved in this business. And then of course, you know, I've got a more comprehensive program if you're interested in that, but definitely start the county website from there, filling gaps, maybe use my YouTube channel. And of course the book is helpful as well. Wow. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate having you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I appreciate it. Well, to everyone, thank you so much for another podcast of the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. We thank you very much to Casey Denman to come on and teach us a topic that we haven't covered today, which is awesome after over 250 episodes. Casey, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon.